Bye to the haters, they all wanna stay basic You winning everything you do, that's why they hate it They know that you the queen beat and a boss bitch If you on the losing team, go ahead, make the switch Don't act broke, I'll be a floozy, stay tight And make sure you get what you want out of life Girl speaks truth with Gemma Stone Hey guys, Gemma Stone coming at you with another episode of Girl Speaks Truth Sorry it's been a while, I've been busy, okay? Don't worry about it Today's episode, we are going to be talking all about getting drunk AF because booze gets people acting like fools, y'all. Now I mean, drunk, getting drunk. This is a given part of life. I don't give a fuck what you drink. If you drink enough of it, you're going to end up wasted in no time. However, getting drunk is kind of a pretty broad statement. So let's go ahead and break down all the different types of drunks and drinking and et cetera that there are out there that you've either one, seen or witnessed, two, been a part of, or at the very least, three, heard of. So without further ado, let's roll this motherfucking list out, okay? Starting off our list is the happy drunk. Love a good happy drunk. There is nothing better in this world than seeing a happy drunk in action. You know why? Because these bitches are untouchable. Nothing gets to them. For example, let's say Brad, your friend, is completely wasted but in a happy drunken state. You could literally turn to him and say, Hey, Brad, bad news, bud, but your sis just told me that your mom died. You know how Brad responds? Brad replies with a drunk fucking smile on his face. That's lame. She is old, though. Can you pass me a beer or not? Mom, dad, who gives a shit? Let me be a happy drunk. God damn it. God damn it angry drunks. Number two, this is a complete opposite of a happy drunk. I don't know what it is, but every time these people drink hardcore tequila, dark liquor, whiskey, whatever, all night, they get fucking pissed. Ain't no one smiling after four tequila shots in this category, but the angry drunk is fucking hilarious sometimes. Why? Well, for one, they get angry for absolutely no reason. At all. The angry drunk finds a reason to fight someone or thing, inanimate object, 92% of the time, which is total bullshit. Listen, I get that you're mad, Terry the tough guy, but for fuck's sake, can you at least tell me why you're trying to fight the bathroom stall door right now, man? What did that object ever do to you, bro? Jerk off. I fuck! Horny drunks. What is the fastest way to always get laid? Get a bitch drunk. All you need is an hour or two, some liquor, and a corner or space of some kind. A corner or space? You may be asking. What the fuck, Gemma? Why are you talking about these things? You need a corner or space for when you're about to get dead ass when you think nobody's looking. Isn't it funny, looking back at this shit that you think was a good idea when you're wasty face? 
horny drunk can be good or bad. Good because you're about to get laid and hopefully, oh, your face off. Bad because you may regret it later. Let's just say because the person you're drunkenly about to get it on with probably has either some STD, plays the field harder than an Oakland Raider, or is uglier than sin, that beer goggles are a necessity. God bless those things. Sometimes. The best part of being horny drunk, though, is that you don't give two shits who you're fucking. You just want to be a dirty little slut and get it in at this point. Wink. It's all shits and giggles, however, until the next day, morning after rolls around, and you wake up with a thong on your forehead, your own thong, and lie next to a man, boy, who somewhat smells like a sausage factory dripped in ball sweat. Sorry, too graphic. You did it. Ask yourself at this point, was it worth it? Why not just stick to the three drink max plan? Good job, girlfriend. You failed. Emo drunks. There is nothing on this planet more annoying than watching someone cry for no fucking reason for hours on end at a bar where you're supposed to be having fun. You know, if you took the angry drunk and made him your little bitch, this is what you would get, basically. This type of drunk, y'all, is the worst possible drunk ever to be made. Seriously. The emotional drunk pertains more to women than men, unfortunately, although there are definitely some weepy-ass dudes out there, and their numbers seem to be multiplying by the day, which is even worse. A night out on the town with the girls, as I'm sure you know, you know, drinks are uh, flowing, you're dancing like Kevin, motherfucking bacon, and footloose, if you even know who that is anymore, or I guess in this situation, it would be the girl equivalent to Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Um, I can't remember her name, baby, nobody puts baby in a corner, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, all of a sudden, you realize you're having too much fun or something and start crying out on the dance floor. How do you go from Abba's dancing queen to sounding like you are watching someone about to murder your newborn baby? I know how. Ding, ding, ding. You guessed it. You drank too much, you booze hound. It's got, honestly, it's got to be something that Jesus Cristo himself installed in women or something because it's it's just ridiculous, honestly. Because once we get past a certain alcohol consumption level point, us bitches start crying all over everything, all over dumb shit. All of a sudden, you're sad AF. Nobody likes me. I'm never going to find love. I hate people. I'm fat. I'm too skinny. No, that's it. I haven't had sex in, like, forever. You couldn't just have fun and kick it for a night, could you, bitch? You had to get all emo and shit and become all fucked up and go crazy bitch status over things that make no sense and nobody else cares about. Thanks a lot, biatch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Being emotional. Number five on our list would be the hungry drunk. When you get fucking wasted, you get the munchies sometimes, y'all. 
we've all been there. You've been there. I've been there. We've all motherfucking been there. I'm talking about the hungry ass drunk people. It's 2 a.m. and you just got home from partying to open up your kitchen cabinets because it's about to be fettuccine Legacy up in this bitch or ramen bam, grilled fucking cheese bam, hot motherfucking pockets bam bam bam, bam. nachos, stop this shit bam. Why does booze make us eat like we've never had a meal in our entire friggin' lives? Am I alone on this one? Hell no, I'm not. You and I both know that when we get drunk, we fucking chow the fuck down. And who doesn't like a good chow down every now and again? Exactly. The honest drunk. They say honesty is the best policy. Well, whatever dumbass said being honest while under the influence was a good idea needs to be shot in the fucking head. The honest drunk is probably a person you'll either love or fucking hate with a passion for all of eternity. Honest drunks tell it like it is, and at the end of the day, they don't care how you feel about it or what you have to say about it really either. They're just all about their own shit, getting it out of their systems, like, hey, Brenda, I just wanted to let you know that you're a fucking cunt and I hate you, bitch. John, We've been friends for, what, 10 years now? Since I know you're a good dude, I just wanted to let you know that it was me that fucked your sister at Jill's party, not Tommy. Man, you kicked that poor guy's ass and he didn't even do anything. Poor guy. Hey, Lisa, you're fucking ugly. Has anyone suggested getting a facelift, maybe? Or maybe just killing yourself? The honest drunk tells you shit that will leave you speechless or have you doing something you wish you never had done. Sometimes honesty can go fuck itself. For reals, though. Really? Number seven, the dancing drunk. What goes well with booze? Music. So what happens when you get a shit ton of booze in your system paired back to a good song? Cue dancing drunk. This can kind of apply to anyone at some point in time. Drunk people in general just don't care. Pretty much about anything. Why? Because they're fucking drunk. And because they don't care, they will do almost anything. Especially when it comes to dancing. Or attempting to, at least. You guys know the sprinkler, right? I bet you do. It's a real classy one. What is it, you might ask? It's when someone is dancing so cray that their goddamn drink is flying all up over the place, hitting every single person around them in the face, back, neck, etc. Sprinkling their bodies with vodka tonic. Thanks. Or what about the fall over move? This is when someone is so drunk that any move they try to make, they end up basically eating shit on the dance floor only to get back up only to eat shit a second time. My personal fave, though, is the frozen in time. Have you ever seen someone so wasted that when they hit the dance floor, they, like, don't even move? Like, at all. Their eyes are glazed over, they're essentially motionless, and they're pretty much fucking glued to the spot due to inability to function. Don't worry, 
Nothing's wrong with them. No, Susan's not retarded. She's just too fucked up to move. Now, may I have this dance or what, bitches? Do you want me to dance with me? Loud drunks. Why is it that in every friend group there's always a loud ass annoying motherfucker? It doesn't matter what this loud mouth is drinking. Without fail, three drinks in and this biatch has cranked up the volume to ear splitting noises with their own damn voice box. Not only are these people loud AF, they usually say some pretty offensive shit at this decibel as well. Out what a the fuck loud for everyone and their fucking entire extended families to hear. They, of course, themselves are completely oblivious to how loud they're talking and just keep up a steady stream of drunken stadium announcer level voice garbage. Hey, ass face, not sure if you're aware, but the reason why 45 people in this bar are staring over at our group right now is because you called our waitress a fat ass fucking cunt as she walked away last time. Good job dickhead pay for all of our shit now and then if anyone asks how you know us you don't fucking dildo brain number nine on our list is superman or woman the sloppy ass drunk it's a bird or a plane nope it's actually drunk superman slash woman goody Just combine lots of booze with one stupid motherfucker who has the horrible idea that he or she is invincible and absolutely nothing can hurt them. Beer bottle over the head? By all means, crack whatever you want and hard. It's not like they could get a concussion and die in a coma from a traumatic force blow to the dome or anything, right? Kick them in the balls with your pointed toe stiletto? Where do we sign up? punch them right in their face you say weird because i just happen to have my brass knuckles and my car keychain here let me slip them on real quick and knock you the fuck out dumbass you're dumb number 10 on our list is the blackout drunk also known as self-inflicted amnesia time traveling or train wreckage These bitches get so drunk that they are no longer even aware of their surroundings or what the fuck they are even doing. And they seem to make this behavior a pattern that doesn't quit. Before they know it, they're an Everclear beer bong away from banging a homeless chick in a porta potty and then waking up the next morning with a pocket full of dollar bills and a half empty baggie of cocaine slathered in neon glitter and stripper sweat. The good part about blacking out, though, is that when you wake up without a clue about what the fuck happened the night before, almost it's almost like it never happened, but not quite. Overall, you guys, keep in mind that these aren't the only kind of drunks you need to be looking out for. There are plenty more where these fools came from, trust me. But that gives you a good starting point for now, and you can choose to either avoid them at all costs or embrace each persona and master it for your very self. My guess is, if you're anything similar to myself, you've probably already mastered at least a couple of them, and it's just gonna keep getting better, y'all. Cheers to you, Mrs. Drunk as Fuck. Types of hangovers. We've all been there and done this at this point. I mean, it's not really a hangover unless there's a healthy dose of shame, embarrassment, and or guilt in there, Right? Let's break down a few of the worst of them. Number one, 
the reborn again. Off, starting off the list with this doozy of an age. Is your phone log full of regrettable sex and mysterious phone calls to numbers unknown? Do you have an assortment of unexplained injuries coupled with thoroughly bruised knees? Sometimes you're great full for a reborn again hangover because there is shit you did drunk that you absolutely do not want to remember at all cost. A lot of the times, however, this is ignorance is bliss. This is ruined by annoying motherfuckers who took pictures of you making out hardcore with strangers or having deep conversations with Kenny, the food truck dude. This type of hangover is filled with very regrettable text and or unexplained phone calls, total lack of memory recall after the last shot of fireball at the bar, and or unexplained injuries and a negative bank account balance. Ouch. Ouch. The reborn again hangover. Bitch, I am so hungover. Starting off the list with this doozy of an H, is your phone log full of regrettable sex and mysterious phone calls to numbers unknown? Do you have an assortment of unexplained injuries coupled with thoroughly bruised knees? Sometimes you are grateful for a reborn again hangover because there is shit you did drunk that you absolutely do not want to remember at all costs. A lot of the times, however, this ignorant is bliss type attitude is ruined by annoying fuckers taking pictures of you making out hardcore with strangers or having deep conversations with Kenny the food truck dude. This type of hangover is filled with very regrettable texts and unexplained phone calls, total lack of memory recall after the last shot of fireball for the night, unexplained injuries, and a negative bank balance. The number two type of hangover on our list is the wave of shame. You haven't done something drunk and stupid until you've received the wave of shame hangover, full of embarrassment and or lame feelings. These often are induced after work parties or regrettable sexual encounters. Symptoms include being so embarrassed that it physically hurts, having embarrassed memories that continue to play on a loop, and or intermittent waves of feeling okay, followed by wanting to be swallowed up by the ground underneath you. That's bad. That That's bad. That That's bad. Number three type of hangover on our list is the quarter life crisis. Similar somewhat to the wave of shame, but way less funny and more depressing. Instead of loud moaning about how much of a dumbass you are, you will most likely be quietly sobbing in a heap on the floor over the fact of whatever your life has become. Symptoms for this one include an impending sense of doom and regret, thoughts of never drinking again, and or evidence surrounding you of the night before, such as McDonald's bags and empty bottles of booze. The don't talk to me hangover. This often happens when you have a horrendous hangover and have to do something awful like go to work and or go help your friend move early in the a.m. You will know if you're suffering from this one if it's happening to you. Are you refusing to do anything nice for anyone? Or do you have a case of constant RBF? Or do you feel an overwhelming sense of self-pity and have slight physical pain all over your body? That means you're suffering from the don't talk to me. Uh, Number five on our list of hangovers is the 
I may be dying hangover. This is the most physically worst of all hangovers. Worse than the flu and bad food poisoning combined. Minus the sympathy and chicken soup from her mom. This one really happens because once you are a victim to it, you want to avoid it at all fucking possible costs. Until it's faded into a distant memory, you lose self-control, and drink three bottles of wine at your best friend's wedding. You'll know you have it when you suffer from extreme nausea, loud moaning and groaning over the toilet bowl, have a headache out of this fucking world, and or have cold and hot sweats out of your ass. This isn't fun, trust me. Trust me, I am not a robot. Number six on our list is the walking human garbage disposal unit. Signs of this particular hangover type include, number one, complaining loudly about needing food until someone gives you some. Number two, insane amounts of salt and grease consumption, followed by major nausea waves. And or three, the ability to consume limitless amounts of fast food bullshit. When you're in the midst of this doozy of a hangover, you will find yourself laughing hysterically at the idea that a 20 count of chicken nugs could possibly be considered something to share, yo. You'll be fine and enjoy stuffing your face until the next day when you realize exactly what you've consumed in one sitting. Sad face. The still drunk bitch. I feel really great. That's so weird. The still drunk bitch is in blissful ignorance of what's about to come, filling her time instead with random fits of shits and giggles, dancing around circles, and or waking up suspiciously early. Almost like they never even went to bed. You might think you've gotten away with it and avoid your hangover, but that more than likely ain't the case, unfortunately for your ass. Under the influence of this hangover, you also probably decide that waking everyone else up around you who are hungover AF is a good idea, and you wonder where the hell they don't seem to be having fun like you. The Delayer. Oh, shit. Realization hits that you haven't actually gotten away with shit. You get the sudden throbbing son of a bitch of a headache, followed by waves of nausea, shame, and regret. Fun shit. It finally hits you. Just as everyone else is perking up from their hangovers, yours hits you full fucking throttle. You start feeling very sorry for yourself. Nobody else, though, really does. Newsflash. Okay, so maybe I'm getting a little out of order here, but what goes hand in drunken hand with hangovers? Happy hour, duh. And what goes right along with both of those? Dates, dating. Obviously, dates should always happen at happy hours, in my opinion. Let's discuss. Happy hours and first dates. Let's say you have a date tonight. The dude's hope is obviously to get your ass a little tipsy, along with himself, of course, and then have sex with you and your amazing bod. He may start out thinking about where to take you. Maybe I should take her to a nice steak dinner and show her an all-around amazing time. 
followed by, eh, it's the first fucking date. What the fuck would I do that for? Instead, his obvious solution is happy hour. Duh. One tequila, two tequila, three tequila, floor. Yes, bitch, that's you on the floor. You heard me. Happy motherfucking hour. Why is it so obvious of a choice, you ask? Happy to answer. Wink. First starters. Number one, drinks are cheap as shit, mostly. Three to five bucks a pop versus nine to 15 otherwise. If you're lucky, they'll, if you're lucky, if he's lucky, they'll be running an amazing shot special for two bucks a pop. Nothing drops stores or panties faster than several rounds of 5 p.m. fireballs. Personally, I myself am a fan of anywhere you can peacefully smoke and drink after at whatever at 2 p.m. Second point, there are other people there, like a comfortable crowd. Who the fuck wants to sit somewhere in dead silence and feel awkward the whole time? I know I don't. So why would you want to go to a quiet, nice little restaurant where it'll be awkward and no one will even see your outfit? That's like buying a Tesla and driving it right down into Timbuktu instead of downtown where all the cool people are. Common sense people. Bars are in themselves icebreakers, meaning they are great places to break the ice with strangers. When you're surrounded by people, good vibes, and a shit ton of booze, what could possibly go wrong? All of these things are potential conversation topics. Don't want to talk about your crazy ex-boyfriend? Don't, bitch. No problem. You guys can instead make fun of the drunk dude making out with a chick three times his size that looks like she just popped out of a jumbo family-sized bag of hot Cheetos. Sexy. Oh my. Getting drunk on a plane. Want to know how to get drunk on a plane in style and on a budget? Although it may seem self-explanatory, we don't talk about it anyways. What are some ways to get drunk on a plane without dropping major coin? Obviously, you need to pregame. This is a given, but please use liquor and not beer when doing so. If you don't and drink brewskis prior, you'll learn this the hard way by having to pee every 10 minutes on the plane and annoy the living shit out of the person sitting next to you. Another insider tip? Buy airplane-sized bottles at the liquor store before your trip. They are small enough to make it through unseen through security. Score! BT dubs, you can fit at least 8 to 10 airplane mini-sized bottles into a quart-sized TSA-approved bag on your carry-on that no one will have an issue with. You're welcome! Or just upgrade to business class, on your company's dime of course, and get unlimited booze for free. You heard me, faux free. Sometimes you get lucky and the upgrade is only like 20 to 30 bucks. But then again, think, keep in mind, what's the price to pay? Because how often do the flight attendants manage to swing by your seat? And when are they ever willing to let you double fist when they do? Or if you're feeling extra bougie and in a mood to spend all your cash, get a one day pass for like 60 bucks to the flight club huh, of your choice. Get to the airport in plenty of time prior to your flight and you can have as much alcohol as your little heart desires. Let's say you're broke as fuck, however. Guess what? You can buy free drink ticks for almost any airline on eBay ahead of time. For like a dollar. No shit. Just promise me one thing. You won't let the flight land until you're drunk. Uh, excuse me, ma'am, but uh, could you...
spare $5 for alcohol research. Getting fucked up in general. Speaking of partying on a plane, let's talk about partying in general. Maybe you are one of the types who works hard, eats less, and works out the most in order to live a longer, happier life or whatever. Me personally, I fall into the opposite category where you eat less so you can drink cheaper on fewer shots as well as smaller tabs, which also happens to have less calories too. Jackpot, my liver is thanking me. I just fucking know it. Cool bitches love to drink and get drunk. Why? Because getting shwasty is fucking fun and gives you somewhat of an excuse to do an act however you please without consequences. Within reason, y'all. Besides, when have you ever heard of a good story that started with, so I was having a cup of joe with Stacy the other day and you would not believe what we ended up dot dot dot. You get the picture. So how do cool bitches go about getting fucked up exactly? Good question. I can basically sum it up with one word, often and classily. How to drink like a cool bitch. Shots, y'all. You gotta love taking shots because A, they work quickly and B, they are easy as fuck to take. I mean, a child could do them, though they probably shouldn't. Caveat, however, because shots can turn dangerous and almost impossible to say no to as the night goes on and on and on. You don't want to be the bitch who passes out on a rando couch or in a hallway or worse yet, an alleyway. Oh, Lord. So the best way to take shots is to go halvesies on them. If someone ever tries to call you out for drinking like a bitch because of that, ignore those fuckers. You'll get the last laugh when you see their asses filleted out on the asphalt outside, face down in about an hour. That's what I'd give them. How you like me now, bitch? What cool bitches drink? Cool bitches drink before the event. Wine works well here, or vodka, or tequila. This stays the same pretty much for when you're getting ready, continues through dinner and first rounds of the bar, etc. If you wake up on a weekend morning without at least one handle of Svedka lying on your living room floor, then newsflash, you're probably not even at your own place. BT dubs a side note on vodka brands. As long as the bottle is not plastic, ew, any brand of vodka will suffice. For those of you who only drink Goose or Belvedere or some shit and say it by far tastes the best, you're a fucking dumbass. I call bullshit. At the bar, drink vodka soda, optional splash of crayon, paid for obviously by some douche or the bartender who is under the impression that if he liquors you up with enough free drinks, you'll end up courtesy fucking him later. You will never fall into this trap because, uh, hello, you're not Miranda Hobbs from Sex in the City dating Steve, the bartender. Exceptions to the rules here. Beer. Cool bitches can sub in beer on rare special occasions. For example, if a guy outright buys you a beer before asking you what you want to drink or during the Super Bowl, this is an okay time to sub in beer for the above mentioned prescriptions. Wink. How cool bitches get drunk. Cool bitches don't get shit-faced drunk or hammered, slammed, etc. You get the picture, hopefully. Cool bitches get blackout. As in, oh my god, I was so blackout on Thursday. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not advocating getting out of control, y'all. I'm advocating for having a good old time, but stopping yourself before you get to the ledge of extreme embarrassment of oneself 
or one's friends. So the key to blacking out is to always make fucking sure that you're hanging out with people who are drunker than you are. That way, you'll always look like you have your shit together compared to them. (laughs) Fellow winos, you bitches are oh so chic. Don't get me wrong, a true cool bitch is always down to drink anything, for the most part, and that gets you fucked up. However... This category takes the motherfucking cake. While I'm no sommelier by any means, I do know a thing or two about this delish drink. So here's a crash course in everything wino. Starting off with lesson numero uno, please, for the love of all that is holy, exclude Franzia or any other wine that comes in a box or plastic bag, because that shit is embarrassing. I would also not go anywhere near a screw top unless you are in severe, severe despro mode and in a time that calls for extreme despro measures. Try to stick to wines with names you can barely pronounce, budget allowing. If you happen to fall into the category of weirdos who don't love wine, keep that bullshit to yourself. Not only should you love wine based on the principle of getting fucked up, you should also just love wine because it allows anyone who partakes a brief moment in public where you will always appear to be classy and sophisticated no matter what. Mm-hmm, yes, I must say the wine is quite delightful. <laughs> Doing drugs, the gray area. When a cool bitch talks about drugs, no matter what her personal opinion actually is, even if the most she'll do is smoke a joint or eat a pot brownie every now and then, she appreciates drugs for the good times they are, and she knows it's not cool to judge others, ever. Side note, disclaimer. While you should never actively judge a fellow cool bitch for her drug use, the last thing you need is for your BFF to end up on an episode of Intervention. Therefore, when it comes to actual intake of drugs, it's crucial to know the line between recreational and full-blown crackisha. I feel like my personal line is drawn when you're consuming any drug, with the exception of alcohol or marijuana, or a possible secretly popped zanny every now and again every day of the week. If you find yourself blowing lines on your iPad solo, congrats, you're officially an addict, girlfriend. Let's break down the druggy drugs a step further, shall we? Weed. Weed is everywhere and basically legal at this point. Yeah, sure, maybe it's a gateway drug or whatever, but it's a gateway, in my opinion, to potential greatness. Are you seriously trying to tell me that you think our founding fathers were sober when their asses wrote the Declaration of Independence from scratch? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is literally the highest thought ever, and there's no fucking way in hell a thought this profound could have stemmed from someone who hadn't just taken a big ol' rip off the ganja prior. Sorry. Luckily for everyone, weed is becoming more and more acceptable in the public eye. It's now openly smoked and shown on TV, and will be completely legal everywhere before we know it, hopefully. So put that in your pipe and fucking smoke it, ya weed haters. To my pill-popping animals out there, obviously there are some degrees of intensity here. In general, though, popping a casual clonopin or Valium or Zanny here and there is not an issue in my book. Listen, lots of people are actually prescribed these drugs legally, and lots of these people occasionally may or may not sell slash give them to their loved ones. I really don't have a one-size-fits-all recipe here as to what the acceptable pill usage amount is before you become an addict, because to each their own, you know? Think of having a pill-popping problem on a spectrum. All I can say is that there are some people out there who are totally fine if they pop a Zan followed by a couple shots of Rumplemint, and then there are others who have to pop six just to leave their house. Bartard or not, just don't act a fool in front of me and you're okay in my book. Fun fact, one Xanax equals bar. Xanax plus Alki equals bar tard. 
coco or cocaine. For some reason, unbeknownst to me, cocaine gets a really bad rap the majority of the time. Why so serious, Lucy? Why the fuck not? Can two people go into a bathroom stall at a bar without being accused of snorting it up in the restroom? For this reason alone, thanks, Coke stigma gods, Coco needs to typically be done only in the privacy of one's home. It's also a super expensive habit to take on. Just please, for the love of Hollywood, don't become the sad bitch who blows through an eight ball in one sitting, solo, minus a few dozen cats. Molly slash X. Listen, Linda, get with the mofo times and realize that times have changed and in certain situations, the thing to do is roll your balls off, wear neon to nothing, and watch a goddamn light show. Shrooms slash LSD slash acid. Experimental hallucinogenics to be done few and far between and in the right, friendly environment, like Amsterdam, or your bestie's living room if you're on a budget. Meth, crack, heroin. Have you zero respect for your anti-aging skin concerns? You must hate your future self if you do any of these. What are you doing, you moron? How to avoid getting sent to rehab. Oh, to be responsibly irresponsible and get away with it. A true cool bitch needs to know how to have self-control. The technique is a delicate one that I like to call don't fucking die, bitch. The name of the game is to always be cavalier when it comes to hiding your crazy ass ways. For example, it's totally acceptable to go out and drink your life away. However, don't do this alone. Also, don't go out without a somewhat charged, usable phone. Bring money, maybe even a health insurance card if you're feeling extra irresponsible or responsible, I guess. You don't want to be the dumb bitch who gets arrested or sent off to rehab against your will. Okay, enough with the snorting cocaine off your hand in your car. How to handle your hangover. The aftermath of a night out. Everyone and their mother knows that hangovers suck balls. I picture being hungover as how basic bitches feel on the daily. Fucking awful. Maybe you're waking up on Wheezy's tour bus. Maybe your body feels like you got hit by an 18-wheeler truck. Maybe you actually did get hit by a Mack truck. Whatever the situation may be, your drinking has officially caught up with your ass, and now you have to deal with the repercussions. Here's a list of hangover essentials. Number one, Mera Joanna. The end. As a cool bitch, you either already know or need to know ASAP how to cover all of your blackout bases in order to, so that you can get back to looking hot minus your migraine. At the end of the day, no matter how shit-tastic your hangover may be, a true cool bitch knows how to rally. Drinking always helps us itch. Just an FYI. Hope you guys enjoyed this Drinking Essentials podcast episode with Gemma Stone and Girl Speaks Truth. And we're going to sum this up with two words called the end bye bitches see you next time goodbye to the haters i ain't got time to save you while you're running your mouth she getting paper till next time we gonna see you later three rules don't be a floozy don't act broke don't look busted now you getting what you want you the cool girl and they all disgusted girl speaks truth with Jim stone